0: Hello and welcome to the Jazz Violin Podcast. I'm Matt Holborn and this is episode one with Char Limburger. The reason I decided to put this podcast together is number one, I really like listening to podcasts and number two, I wanted to hear some more interviews with my favourite violinists. So I thought I would just make it happen myself. Um, okay, first guest is Char Limburger. Cha is a... Belgian-born musician. He is half gypsy and he lives in Brussels. He's a purveyor of many different styles of folk, Romany and improvised music styles. He's studied extensively the Magyar Nota style of Hungarian music, plus the music of Transylvania, Romania, Greece, as well as jazz and the music of Django Reinhardt. He speaks lots and lots of languages, too many to count, He's an excellent teacher and he also happens to be blind. I think we should get on with it. Let's do it. I'd be quite interested to hear how you start playing jazz violin, but just tell me your story. Really.
1: Well, I'll try and be quick because there's a lot of, there's a big chunk before I started playing violin. I don't think you have to be quick. Okay. Um. Uh, as a kid, really, kid, kid, like babe, just about not being baby anymore, I wanted to sing flamenco. That was Mm -hmm. my first musical. The ritual that I remember when my mom had to put me to bed when I was two was she would put on a vinyl record of flamenco music. Right. And I would listen to that and then I would go to sleep. That Hmm. was the evening ritual thing. Yeah. And um, I think I was about five and a half, six when I got my first tape recorder. Right in order to be able to listen to a couple of cassettes with flamenco, which I was dying to hear all the time. This is when you were five? Yeah, that was when I was Ah. five. And... um, I was six... I was five when I did my first appearance on stage, singing with a flamenco guitar player. Um... That doesn't really matter anyway but i mean it's, it's just i was six and something when kunde Koter, who is um, a colleague of my father's and yeah. well of mine of us a uh, very good musician of whom i learned a lot well he taught me my first uh, two chords on guitar yeah and my father taught me the two second ones and that's how I got started playing guitar first and then my father came home one day with an instrument from Africa that he just kind of bought at some collectors somebody who collected instruments and I got so intrigued by the simplicity of how it was made and the sound of it and that I decided I would want to collect instruments from all over the world right. and uh, so people started bringing back little flutes and drums and string instruments and thingies and bits and pieces and tapes yeah I really loved listening to Music that was, um, well, for my ears, exotic, or how to say, music that sounded authentic, yeah. And that has not changed. My preferred records are always field recordings. Yeah. I'm not interested in studio stuff. Yeah. I'm interested in, you put a mic down somewhere in a field, in a room, in a house, in a, I don't know, and you record what's happening. Yeah. Um. And um. And if that's acoustic, and it's an acoustic music, that has always been my, my interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but whether it was Indian or African or South American, as long as it was authentic, I couldn't, as long as I couldn't hear Western influence in it, I was fine.
2: <laughs>
1: and um, I, I played a lot of uh, Quechua music, Quechua and Aymara music from Bolivia, Peru and Ecuador. Mm -hmm. Um, also again the one without mostly the one without charangos and guitars and mandolins and violins and all that and harps but the ones with only flutes and drums that was that are tuned in weird ways and that for our ears sound out of tune yeah but for them it's just that's how it is and how it should be Mm -hmm. and I love that stuff and I love playing it and I found some musicians with whom to play it which was a miracle Mm because I was still doing this flamenco thing and I started to learn that I should actually not try to copy it but actually really learn it because I was doing little performances and concerts like from I think 9 or 10 with my guitar and singing and people loved them of course because you see this very enthusiastic uh, passionate boy doing some incredible singing and people just loved it but I mean it was only a a, 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 a copy it was a, 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 a make like it was a, a something like that tried to be flamenco but I mean I started meeting some Spanish people and also I didn't speak Spanish so I was right. just kind of blabbing yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, when I was 12 I actually really decided okay I have either I have to go to Spain
3: mm-hmm.
1: and really learn the thing yeah. properly or I have to stop Okay. I cannot continue pretending, because I'll be become older, and people just the thing that they kick on is that you're a kid and that you're doing that thing. Yeah. But it's not, and I I was already reproaching Manitas de Platas for not being true to flamenco. Okay. So I I just said, well, I cannot say that off somebody's and then do this the thing myself. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So uh, I stopped flamenco. I yeah. really quite brutally and. Yeah. Um, I, I by then I had been also playing in a very amateur New Orleans band, Banjo. And that's oh, how man. I met a clarinet from close by. Yeah. And I asked him if I could like look at it and try it. And I got very intrigued by the reed. Yeah. By the mouthpiece, the reed and the sound. And, and uh, yeah. And that's how I then Fabi Laferta, um, kind of uncle of mine, sure. gave me a, an old clarinet and I started practicing. And I found I went to the piano and blew the note that you can blow without putting any key, pushing any keys, and that's an "f, in my opinion.) Uh-huh. So uh, it was a big shock when a couple of months later I found out that clarinetists would call that a G, <laughs> yes. which is totally ridiculous. Anyway, that's how it works. And um, so for me, that was an F and still is an F. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, anyway, so I, I started learning clarinet and Kuhn de Koter again taught me quite some stuff and made me listen to Jack Te- to, um, Barney Bigard and George Lewis and... Yeah. Uh, f- and uh, johnny dots and um, and of course i started listening more and more to Django reinhardt as well and swapped my flamenco guitar for a a Django reinhardt type guitar Uh i purposefully don't say gypsy jazz guitar but we'll come to that later i think um and uh yeah guitar 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 clarinet 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 and then was also that was also the time when i was 12 that i got this track full track cassette thing that basically constituted more than half of my schooling Mm -hmm. because I would play guitar and I would play another guitar and a double bass and a clarinet and find the best order to do it Mm -hmm. and I decided that first the rhythm guitar then the bass and then the solo guitar and then the clarinet would be the order. Um, so so this is you recording yourself yeah
0: so on a four track
1: overdubbing yeah and singing and playing clarinets and more guitars and and trying to yeah to make it work and finally trying to find out why this swings and why this doesn't and Mm -hmm. why I make a mistake so I have to do it again and and Mm -hmm. concentration and finding out all about soloing and, and how to make it interesting and and then of course I mean Long, for a long time, I've said to people that I'm an autodidact. But mm-hmm. actually, I really think it's more correct to say that I was that I am an autodidact who learned from everyone who passed by and wanted to teach me something. Mm-hmm. Which was, luckily enough, many people. Um, but to make the summary kind of fast, the main three guys, or well, should I say... It's Hard to say, but I would say Dick, Dick van der Hurst is a um, bandonion guitar, mm, Scottish bagpipe, ah. and other player uh, who is also a composer. He mm-hmm. taught me a lot about music, about see, contemporary right. music, about like contemporary classical music. I mean, yeah, so how to interpret, how to listen to uh, atonal music, um, how to listen to Django in his later period, why it is so great, and blah blah blah. Yeah, um. He taught me a lot about uh, tone on guitar as well. Uh He was the first one to show me how to play with a thick guitar pick. Yeah, and uh, I still hold with that. Yeah, I think it's really important. Tone is the most important thing in anything you do, Yeah, whatever it is. If you don't have a good tone, Then whatever solo you will play, even if it's with the most inventive and incredible phrases, it will just be ugly. So without tone, nothing is there. So anyway, um, that was Dick uh, Kunde Kote showed me about the same things, other other angles, but about the same themes. Yeah. Um also he was a sax- he's a saxophone player and a guitar player as well so there was a lot to learn a lot a lot to learn from him sure. and also about how you should be more interested in tone and not in technique. Okay. Although technique and tone go together but I mean why tone should have the the priority over uh speed. Okay. Um and then there was Hermann Schamp who showed me a lot about um playing how do you say it? well listening to classical music for example yeah. is something that I can thank to his to him I can thank to him um, learning how to deal with dynamics yeah. much more than I would naturally have done playing mm-hmm. softly not always loud yeah sometimes loud and um, incidentally I just found this quote of a New Orleans cl- a trumpet player who said if you want if you want them to hear you play loud if you want them to listen to you play soft hmm. which is a very nice thing to say and yeah. I think it's very correct um, but also my uncle Stor Olimberger, who was a trumpet player mainly and guitar player without he didn't have any schooling and he didn't have any academic knowledge whatsoever yeah. he had no idea he was an instinctive totally instinctive music musician but with such an incredible talent that actually, without me, actually even without me noticing it, he inspired me enormously. Mm. The, the courage with which he would attack a piece, <laughs> like a solo. Like, okay, we're going to play uh, Les Yeux Noirs, uh, Dark Eyes, whatever you want to call it, Kaliaka, mm-hmm. And he would play it in A minor, and he would always do a little introduction on trumpet. Yeah. Kind of vaguely Hungarian-ish kind yeah. of thingy. And he would sometimes, when he was in a good mood, goodness me, he would like... I mean, it's like he would... Like he meant to to make the whole building collapse. With with shooting notes and rolling licks and beautiful tone and... Fantastic guy. And he also played with two trumpets, which might have given me this idea, um, together with Malik, uh, Magic Malik, uh, about playing and singing together trying to do do solos where you alternate uh, alternate uh, alternate uh, yeah. singing and and playing um so that is all before i was 17 now when i was 15 16 i discovered recordings of Toki Horvat who is a hungarian violin player with the most incredible tone that you've ever heard at yeah. least i um Uh, Tone and timing. Tone and authority. Yeah. Authority is what he has. He
4: does...
1: (laughs) And it's the whole band is on his bow tip, Hmm. hanging, and they they follow every dynamic move, every chord change. It's authority, full blast, but beautiful one. It's not... not, Dominate. Well, it is dominating, but it's not. There's no aggression there. Yeah. It's just okay. This is what we're gonna do. Yeah. And uh, there you are. And uh, beautiful sound. Um. So I heard that, and that impressed me. Still, still. I mean, I can still listen to the same recordings every day and just be totally blown away. Um. There was Stadelweis, is a a gypsy violin player Whom's playing i still love mm-hmm. although it is very un i remember once a jazz saxophone player and i was playing him this these solos these violin solos of hit or of and he was, like, what do you see in it i said what well, man it's just beautiful yeah it's so simple and beautiful and he just like um how does that uh, how does that tune go again well uh, his his Vibrato, for example, because once a classical player, when I showed her um, Stadelweis, she said, Yeah, but your vibrato is much better. And I said, yeah. Well, it might be, but it's what he does is beautiful. And it's like, uh, uh, I'm just going to imitate yeah, a yeah. bit. Um,
4: mm. so that's Something.
1: like, uh,
0: that's. Sort of in the middle of a vibrato and a trill, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. That's how many manush did the thing. And also old Hungarian violin playing is a lot like that. This was not a very good imitation. Um, Maybe I'm going to... Ah, wait, let me... No, what is that tune? Hmm. Mm. Let me just remember it. Let me just remember it. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah,
4: that's right.
1: Mm. Let's start those playing. like things in it
0: mm. mm. <laughs> mm, sounds lovely man
1: it is it's very sweet yeah. and simple but it's beautiful and you can sing his solos yeah. and they're always well constructed
0: I've never heard this guy
1: no it's it's very it's very on uh, it's not very well known because he was a uh, kind of gypsy violin player who only played for uh, actually religious purposes Ah so he was not really playing in public yeah okay um but but there's a couple of tapes that are by the way disgustingly recorded (laughs) and uh with synthesizer and nonsense in the background it's really it's hard you have you you have a hard time listening to him because of the recordings but his playing is actually really beautiful yeah
0: that's that does happen a lot
1: and i was young enough to 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 cope with that uh, with, mm-hmm. with this nonsense and just listen drink in his his yeah. beautiful playing and I also found a tape of my grand, my own grandfather of whom I had heard the most amazing stories about his music about his being about his char- charismatic mm-hmm. human appearance and and, and and how people loved him and how he loved people and how he and, and all that and so that and one stay in here where i where i noticed like everybody was in in in, in um in this gypsy camp in holland somewhere whereas where all manush and Sinti live my my nephews and cousins and uncles and aunts um like the rosenberg family stochlo mm-hmm. and uh, moses and joshua and um, falco sani jimmy all the guys yeah and it's like a factory of guitarists yeah. Gu- guitar so everybody's playing guitar and i thought where's the violin man yeah. and, and that's the moment when i thought okay i'm i have to at least learn to play a bit like Stadel or something like that mm-hmm. just a little simple melody yeah. and and i i i had heard of a lot of hungarian gypsy violinists who would say Um, ah at 12 yes you can start maybe you can still start double bass but if I didn't know that's too late yeah Mm. so I thought well I'm 17 I will never be able to play this instrument seriously so I'll just kind of give it a try and see where I get yeah to and then when I was 19 I went play a concert in Budapest with Manush songs Mm-hmm. So no pretending Hungarian blah blah blah. Just the 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 the, the songs that Manush have made in their own language, and I played very, I played with this very slow vibrato when I played uh,
4: mm.
1: Something like that.
0: That was very sort of uh, wide. Yeah, that's wide uh,
1: the Manush style, old yeah. style. My grandfather also played a bit like mm-hmm. that and, and Stadel as well and um and uh yeah I had been listening to this Hungarian music a lot this Nota thing yeah there. and um we heard some concerts well concerts in restaurants some gypsy bands playing yeah. and we heard actually one of the best ones ever in that at least in that epoch in that um t- period of time mm-hmm. yeah Rokosani Búfo Shandor, uh, Urmus Shandor, Mónar Laci, and then the old Boros who was playing in another restaurant. And I just thought, my goodness, this is what I have to learn. Mm. Because if I learn this, my violin technique will become so much more so much better. Yeah. And it's also music that Sinti that Manush love. So sure. so it kind of felt like something that had to do with my family and also that would help me because I was also very drawn to Romanian music, the Hajduk and all that stuff, and Flora okay. Tracca and Donna uh, Dimitru and, uh, and, uh, and uh, I mean many, many, many players. And I was quite good at finding out how it worked, but I just thought that style is not going to help me um, develop my technique. Sure. And I was not drawn enough to classical music. I think I was 20 when I started... No, that's not even true. I was 19, I think, when I started also trying to learn some Bach pieces. Also, again, on my own, just listening to the Mm -hmm. tape and trying to play the G minor uh, adagio. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then later on the Presto. Yeah. And... um, Many many li- years later, I've done the fugue as well. <laughs> wow, anyway, yeah, the fugue's hard. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic, it's beautiful it's lovely. music. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. I can't really play it, of course, but I can, I can, I know how it works. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, I don't have a, the mel- mentality of a classical musician, yeah. the, the kind of discipline and routine uh, in order to be able to perf- perform this music, but I can really enjoy working on it at home a lot. Now, anyway um so by the time i was twenty, twenty-one, i started thinking maybe i have to quit clarinet because mm-hmm. it's taking up a lot of time and i actually want to play violin okay and that felt like a balancing moment in my life like a big risk because actually i was actually starting to play the clarinet well finally <laughs> like really well maybe even yeah and um i think if i would have gone on I'd it would have been yeah good but mm-hmm. but and then i said so will i take this risk of quitting this instrument that i finally start to know to start learning an instrument that i maybe will never be able to apprivoiser in french how would you say that well yeah to get under to get to get down how to, to, yeah. to, to, to to manage to, to cope with I will will I ever be really a violinist actually mm-hmm. and indeed for long long years I said I'm a guitarist who plays a bit of violin right okay uh, because I felt that was the most correct way of saying it yeah and um, then I went to Budapest did a lot of studying practicing 6 hours a day for a couple, for a year and a half and that was very good that helped a lot because I had a very good teacher Horvat Bela mm-hmm. who was a um, Hungarian uh, the s- grandson of a very good Gypsy Gypsy Primash and, okay. and his father was a clarinet player or is a clarinet but he is actually now in New York working with Zuckerman uh, Juilliard School uh, oh, right, teaching okay. I mean he's top of the bill yeah right. and um, he was 17 when he was teaching me I was 23
0: he was 17 when he was teaching Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was then already v- amazing. Sure. I mean, um, and he just only got better. Um, but thanks to him, I learned a lot about, yeah, about some technique, about scales, about arpeggios, about bow, about, yeah, everything that has to do with violin and a lot about Magyar Nota, this Hungarian style that yeah. I went to learn to study. And, uh, well, f- ever since I've been playing violin still trying to get it better I have a very good friend Liana Gurja, who is a classical violin player of whom I'm still learning a lot today just by seeing her teach or by hearing her practice or by playing together with her Um, she is this kind of she she was four when she started playing the violin and she cannot even remember the first moment when she took the instrument in her hand So it's like, and she's Russian, so she has this Russian Georgian. So she has this incredible Russian school until she was seventeen. Then went to America, and had very good schooling there as well. And mm-hmm. is still, um, thirty five. Is still uh, uh, improving her playing, right, yeah. uh, with huge steps. I can. I mean, I've known her now since four years and three four years. And I mean, I can still see it going only better and better so it's mm. fantastic to see that you can actually still improve yeah at, sure at, at, uh, so fantastic thank you and uh, <laughs> um so that's i think that's a bit the whole story the main points of it like how i started so uh, that's how
0: you got into play like playing the violin yes i guess yeah will be interesting to 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 hear how you uh how, if you remember, like when you first started trying to play jazz on the violin, I think, um, like really, you know, try working on improvising and, and sort of, I guess, really, I mean, I imagine you sort of started with that in a way, that's what you, you said, you're playing some form of jazz.
1: Yeah, well, I think, um, in a way, for me, playing an instrument uh, has nothing to do with the music that you're going to play. Sure. If you're, if, uh, I mean, I was interested in jungle and jazz. Mm-hmm. So obviously, so, okay, yeah. I would also play that on violin. Yeah. And I didn't think I mean, I had already learned how to play. I had, I had already learned quite a lot about how to solo on guitar and clarinet.
3: Right. Yeah. So I
1: was not thinking about violin as something separate. Yeah. In that way. Uh, so I think I started playing jazz on the violin straight away
0: okay yeah
1: yeah I, I mean I re- I remember one concert where I had been playing clarinet and guitar and at a certain point i th- I thought shall I dare take out this violin yeah and I did and I played uh, something like um <laughs> with my wide vibrato and, you know and how yeah. I, that's how I played yeah and then I somehow find myself uh, somewhere and there was i only had my violin didn't have a guitar didn't have a clarinet and oh they're playing well I'll join and I yeah. just, just didn't think about about it as a separate thing like jazz on violin right, it was okay. just violin playing which was the main goal yeah. and i wanted to play anything that i liked so hungarian romanian jazz yeah so, <laughs> Now it's Greek. Yeah, these days. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That, uh, Bulgarian. Uh, that's all. Mm. And I'm obviously I've always tried to work um, up to a certain or down to a certain depth. I mean, uh-huh. I, I don't like to copy or just kind of vaguely do something that is alike something. Uh-huh. Um, and jazz. Yeah, I, I think... My main, um, op- optic, uh, way of seeing it is that you have to l- just have to listen mm-hmm. and know exactly what you're listening to yeah. and why you're listening to that. Yeah. And the main reason why should of course be that you're just passionately love it. Yeah. Um, and the second, because you can learn something of it. Yeah. Um, no point in listening to something of which you don't learn anything. Yes, and, yeah, And and on the other hand, you can always keep learning, keep on learning, even by listening to the same recordings. Yeah, Because there's things that you would understand now that you didn't understand 10 years ago. For some reason, don't ask me why, but it, yeah. that's just the case. Something suddenly grabs you. Oh, that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah of sure. Yeah. Take my instruments, check it. But of, of course, that understanding is also there because you have been listening to it for 20 years. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And suddenly your brain processed something that you just, okay. Yeah. You take your instrument and you do it. Yeah. Where you couldn't do it yesterday. Don't yeah. ask me how that really works, but it works. Yeah. I know it's the same with languages. I, I, um, I speak now, I think kind of nine or 10 languages, depends on what you really call speaking. Yeah. Um, I have a notion definitely of 10 languages. Okay. Um and Greek is one of the last ones. Yeah. And uh, one of my methods methods mm-hmm. is, is I just put on the the there's some course language courses on on CD and so people reading some texts yeah. and some exercises and blah blah blah. And I would just put that on when I go to sleep. Yeah. And it's kind of monotonous so in a couple of 15 20 minutes I'm asleep. Sure. But I'm sure it works. Yeah. It helps me learning this language. Because you wake up and sometimes it's still playing. Oh yeah, that's what he's saying. Yesterday I didn't understand it and now yeah. I do. D- it's there's no logic to it, but it is. Yeah. I mean, and with, there's
0: quite a lot of logic to it. Yeah, you know, but you're I mean hearing something a there, lot regularly yes. then.
1: And listening so, so listening to it is is really and also I mean it doesn't have to be violin. Listen yeah. to Django Reinhardt's playing. Listen mm-hmm. to Louis Armstrong. When I when I hear hear Django in the 30s. Yeah. His solos straight, straight remind me of Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah. Full on. I mean, even uh, uh, listen to Bechet and I can hear a violin in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Um, and then of course there's not only Grappelli. There is Stuff Smith to yeah. listen to. There is uh, Joe yeah. There is uh, there is Eddie South, whom yeah. I really really like. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there's not many recordings where you can hear hear him play full out. Sure. And actually, the only ones where you really can listen to him is with Django Reinhardt. Yeah. Yeah. There's a blues that he plays. He plays. Um, it's
0: just called Eddie South Blues. Yeah. It? Exactly. Yeah.
1: I in D in D yeah. major. They do "Somebody Loves Me" an incredible version. Yeah. From G to G to G sharp to C back to G. Um, They do um, "I Can't Believe You're in Love with Me." Oh yeah. Fantastic tune as well, and I mean, his playing is beautiful, and it's like classical. It's Klaus. It's very classy, by the way. It's actually for me very clear that that's. downwards, uh, I mean, straight uh, jung- uh, Grappelli's in- inspiration. Yeah,
0: totally, totally. So you
1: can really hear it. It's not difficult. I mean, it's even somehow, sometimes it takes a bit of time. Is this now Eddie or is it Grappelli? Because there's a couple of records where they play together. Yeah. And it's only the sound that betrays Grappelli because Grappelli's sound is a bit more edgy. Yeah. It's less warm. Yeah. Eddie's sound is it's, it's actually better, mm-hmm. by the way, right, then okay. still. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, yeah. I mean, it's 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 more focused tone yeah. than Grappelli's. Um, Grappelli, of course, has um, an interesting career because he started uh, his playing. How he started in the beginning is so different from what he did in the end. Mm-hmm. And I actually like most of his playing, um, yeah. less the 30s for me, for me, it starts being interesting. Uh, uh, when he is in England, yeah, and then after that, when he comes back to France and re- does the last couple of recordings with Django, where the masterpieces are in Rome, Rome 1949, yeah. that's when you can. I mean, Grappelli has never been so as free, yeah, in his soloing as that, as those sessions, He's, because afterwards he starts having a couple of well. A, a large vocabulary of phrases that he just repeats
0: yeah totally
1: but beautifully and there is a couple of moments in his life still where you where you notice a sudden push where you notice that he actually really practiced
0: yeah uh, i i know you i know what you're saying and
1: there's like a uh, uh, paris jazz in jazz in jazz in paris or something like that and you can really hear that there he has been practicing for six months for hours a day yeah and suddenly he's playing it's so crisp and and fast and clear it's incredible i'm sure he used to say that he didn't practice so as well yeah from, well
0: i've heard him i've heard i'm sure i've heard yeah well john Everidge
1: used to tell this story where where because he had john Everidge is this british yeah. guitar player who played yeah. with grappelli and jove and uh, uh minuhin yeah and he he would ask grappelli like when do you ever practice and grappelli yeah. would ask would answer Oh, oh, practice! Oh, oh no! I, I have to take the violin out of the case and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and I, th- I'm quite sure that there were long periods where indeed he did not practice.
0: But he must have practiced. But he, he has like, practiced. He just has. in
1: other periods. Yeah. And I mean, if you're touring like he was, he he was playing, he was playing every, every day. day. Yeah. Now i am the kind of guy who if i'm playing every day and i'm not practicing it, at a certain point it goes downhill
0: totally yeah. so
1: there's this there's this moment where you go up yeah because you're playing every day and there's inspiration and there is this and that and then suddenly for some reason it goes down yeah and that's because my, because the precision kind of you kind of lose the the focused in attention totally because you're just on stage and you have to you have to make sure it all works, so you just kind of do whatever you can yeah. to make it work. Absolutely. Whereas if you practice, you can again reset the, like, how am I actually? Where's my bow here? Yeah. And um, according to the string and the 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 bridge and <laughs> and sound and focus on the vibrato and focus just on double stops, and make slow slow bowing and that's yeah. all. So I need that. Yeah. But I can imagine that if like Grappelli had quite some classical schooling as well. Yeah. And from early onwards I guess he played piano as well. He yeah. played jazz piano. I think that's going to have
0: helped him probably in the same way that it, you know you're a guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. You know that yeah. that way of that way of learning it, which is not the way that a lot of people, no. violinists learn, I guess. Yeah, now,
1: unluckily enough joke. for them. Yeah, But totally. I mean, guitar. I'm sure that it helped me, because well, two things. Uh, guitar helped me, and also the bratch, the other. Uh, so the viola playing oh, yeah. that that I was listening to all the time in Eastern European music, where it is a very normal thing for a violin to accompany something, uh-huh. or a bratch. I mean, yeah. be it brach, uh, like a viola or a violin, bridge, doesn't you know? matter. And you just, you just, I, w- I remember when I was seven, 18, I, I would go busking in Bruges where I was yeah. born. And normally I would go with my guitar and sing and maybe clarinet and play some stuff. But suddenly I thought, oh, I could actually just practice violin and yeah. busk. And then suddenly came this moment, I would like to sing a song. Hey, wait, can I do this? Can yeah. I actually, oh, oh, yeah, Diminished
4: how is, yeah, da, da, da,
1: da. and I noticed that it's not nice if I do da. it's nice if I do so if I don't double the, the notes that I'm singing
0: yeah okay yeah
1: and that's just how I started learning the whole thing right okay because it was just a necessity yeah and also a normal thing on the other hand like okay I want to sing I want to accompany me myself well they do that all the time in eastern european music why would i not do it in jazz it's the yeah. same thing it's just yeah. chords and and you have two notes and you can suggest a lot of things with those two notes yeah uh, which uh, like if i play it can be g major seven yeah it can be e minor nine yeah it can be a 13. Yeah. Uh, i mean and so on and yeah. so forth uh, and that's just the, the the magic of it, yeah,
0: just for anyone who can't uh work that out that's the, he's playing a g and an f sharp there. yeah that's sorry yeah. No, no, right.
1: yeah so yeah that that's i think that's really uh, that's it
0: <laughs> yeah did, did, was there any is there any was there any sort of um difficulty in moving the stuff that you played already on the guitar onto the violin
1: mm, I never really thought about that, i think. Right. It's, um, it's not a long time ago that I suddenly realized that there's a lick that I would like, that I often like to play on guitar, which is a Django Reinhardt lick. Yeah. And it's hard to translate it to violin. It just doesn't yeah. really work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it works, but in some tonalities and you... Yeah. And, uh... Yeah.
3: That's it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There is,
4: um... Mm.
1: It's very out of tune, because I haven't played today, and I haven't practiced that lick. But, um...
4: Sounds
2: good,
1: Yeah. It's hard to translate those things Mm -hmm. in all tonalities. Yeah. Because it's not the same... Uh, the instrument doesn't respond to the same kind of yeah. easiness of of just kind of shoving the whole hand a bit more Absolutely. to that side. Or that that's side. what is,
0: that's one of the that is actually one of the things that I find is is the hard it is hard about translating other things onto the violin or yeah. anything onto the violin, any yeah. jazz onto the violin. No, is that that to- some things you're like, well, that's just not going to work in this other key. It might work if I really try, but I can never see myself playing that without like fluently and wanting to just it coming out because it's so alien
1: you well know? what i think about that is that if you can find a key in which it works yeah and you start doing that at least yeah then after a couple of years it might happen that you find a way of doing that in yeah. another because your ear is so used to hearing that lick that is true that it will dictate it will just dominate your fingers yes. and it will put them in the right place yeah violin has this weird thing a bit where um, it's a question I've been asking a lot of classical singers Mm -hmm. who are of course masters about technique in voice and how do you sing I have no idea how I sing I sing a lot (laughs) but I have no idea how it works now I was saying to these violin players (coughs) like imagine that I I'm just standing here well I'm just standing here and I imagine this note and I want to sing it and I go How do I do that? Yeah. What is actually, what is, what muscles do I move? Because you don't feel those muscles in your throat. Yeah. You have no idea, (laughs) and well, they they don't really have an answer to it. Yeah. They say it's your ear. Yeah. So which is again for me the proof as well that, like guitarists, so many guitarists the the students come to my place and I just if I would see them. Mm-hmm. I would tell: them, Don't look at your guitar. Yeah. Don't look at your neck. yeah Violinists, we cannot. Yeah. Don't. It's not help. It's not helping you. Yeah. It's just. It's even more. It's a detour of music, because it's yeah. a. It's another process still that has to happen, before you can actually hear what I mean. Just listen.
3: Yeah.
1: And feel. There's your hand, and it feels the 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 frets and the and the strings. And yeah. The, and this. So it's just the same thing that we have to do on violin.
0: Yeah. You never look, like I n- could never learn by looking at someone's hand on a violin. Of course not. It doesn't make any sense. Like I just couldn't, because I don't know. It, yeah,
1: it feels kind of a random. I mean, it's, yeah. it's here or Yeah. there. Or the, <laughs> yeah,
0: or you the could one. be doing anything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a millimeter yeah. difference. You can't, like, I guess there's differences you couldn't even see. Yeah, yeah. But I have no idea because I can't see, so it's easier for me to say that as yeah. well. Yeah. Like I don't look. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: What the, what what are the main struggles that you find that uh, people who come to you for lessons have? Like violinists who are learning, um, who try to learn jazz. You, I mean, I imagine a lot of violinists who come to you are coming from a classical background most yeah. of the time. Uh, what are, what are the main things that you find that people struggle with?
1: Um, a thing that keeps coming back but that's again it doesn't have anything to do with violin it's mm-hmm. the same for guitar or yeah. any soloing Yeah, if, when you learn it is that people have to learn to uh, to um, have a, a, a what do you say that in English they have to learn how to play phrases from this is the beginning of my phrase and this is the ending of my phrase yeah and now i'm not playing anything yeah because i've just said what i have to say comma i'm continuing now comma Yeah. yeah and now actually i'm finishing my finishing my phrase dot yeah and that's the that's the thing that people really struggle with because they kind of they want to prove to themselves that they know in which court they are, that they know where they are in the piece, and they yeah. kind of Yeah, f- yeah kind of flutter over notes to, to somewhere and they actually don't really know where they yet are going. Oh yeah, that's it and, then, and, then, and that's what it sounds like as well. It's kinda of, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I... what I have to tell people is a kid, a baby, when he learns to speak it will learn like one word. It will learn at a certain point it will learn because my son, for example, he was ecstatic when there was yogurt. Yogurt. Yogurt yeah. in Hungarian yogurt. Yeah. So his version of the word yogurt was Hokuk hok. <laughs> He was all he was all he was all Hokuk! Hok, hok. <laughs> <laughs> but it meant a lot of things. It meant "I want yogurt. yeah. oh my goodness, there's yogurt. how yeah. fantastic. <laughs> it meant all those things. yeah. So it's one word and then suddenly there will be another word and another word and there will be a little phrase. yeah and there will be another little phrase, but they're short. yeah, simple, correct, yeah, clear. Phrases and that's what we have to that's actually when I listen to myself when Mm -hmm. I was playing when I was 15 16 guitar solos The good ones Uh were when I was playing short phrases. Yeah Yeah, that's the good ones because they are clear They, I don't get mixed up somewhere and and put a finger in the wrong place and go oh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's clear and it's simple, but it's effective. Yeah, and people can understand what is happening and why it is happening, and I can make a little joke even because I can kind of put that note just one half step up. Nobody would expect that it would be that one, and then you know, and that's and um so short phrases is definitely something that I keep having to hammer on and stop playing yeah the band is playing on you don't have to uh, continuously just listen to the band yeah. they're playing it's fine yeah. music is going on even if you don't play play one nice note but sometimes and that's very typical maybe for violinists mm-hmm. i also have to tell them come on um stop your ball don't go like ne, 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 ne. yeah sure it's Did. Yeah. listen to trumpets then yeah. something, do something yeah mm. percussion um, that, um, an interesting thing Liana just told me was that some I think it was Starker, Jano uh, a cello player mm-hmm. who said um, play we also have to play with consonants and not only with vowels mm-hmm. and that's All a right, very yeah. nice way to put it there's, there's and there's and there's and there's and there's and the, all those things and it's not only ah, e, oh huh? it's so that's also an important thing and you have to in 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 jazz you can you can allow yourself to do what you couldn't do in classical because people would look at you what is he? Uh, unless it were contemporary music but jazz is contemporary music so you can do it yeah i mean and and it's effective <laughs> totally, and yeah. then you can suddenly go, and yeah. that contrast is fantastic. Yeah, and and that's another uh, thing that I have to. Of course, violinists often have problems anyway with remembering the chords.
0: Okay, yeah, definitely, that that is a thing.
1: And um, for me, I mean, well, that doesn't matter what instrument I'm teaching, and here uh, here I am again. For me, it is actually there's no. Th- For me, is doesn't. It's not important which, which instrument you play. Yeah. But you want to know the chords. Sure. So you will practice the chords. Yeah. You will learn how to accompany another player. Yeah. Because if you're not able to accompany another player, in my opinion, you're but a half a musician. Sure. Even if you can play the best solo in the world, if you cannot accompany your colleague. Yeah. Well, how boring is that? Yeah. For your colleague. Yeah. And actually, even for you, you can't share. You can't just lie. When you can accompany, you can kind of lean back and listen to the other one doing some stuff. Yeah. And getting in, get inspired. Yeah. And also, how are you? How on earth are you learning the tunes if you don't? If you cannot accompany, actually. Yeah. So it's, for me, it's incredibly important to learn uh, to accompany. And first, you uh, you would learn one version of an accompaniment. Uh, until you can dream that from front to back and back to front. And then later on you will learn, by learning other tunes, you will see that, oh yeah, this pattern comes back and this comes back. Oh yeah, yeah. I, could, I could also do this and I could also do that. Because you also have to free yourself from what in French they call la grille, the, mm-hmm. the scheme, the, the, the chart. Yeah. There's sure. no such thing like la grille. Yeah. In my opinion, it's very amusical. Yeah. A guitarist as well. I mean when you're playing with Fabi Laferta, you would accompany in a different way than when you're playing with Birelli Lagren. It's not sure. the same playing, so the accompaniment cannot be the same. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. If it is, then it's not a good musician, in my opinion.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so blah blah blah. <laughs> but and again, same for whatever instrument. Yeah. Violin, double bass, yeah. Rhythmical playing. Um, dynamics, um, tempo, slight tempo changes. Be careful with pushing. Don't push. Is mm-hmm. my big credo. Yeah. I prefer when people slow down than when they push. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Which is maybe opposite to many other people. I really prefer. I mean, come on, don't slow down. That's yeah. of course. It's don't slow down. Yeah. But if you have to choose between slowing down and pushing, well, slow down for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's better because I can, when I when people push and I'm doing yeah. and I want to end on that yeah. and they're pushing. Yeah, I just kind of miss my phrase. Yeah, and it's like and it's also just unhappy. I mean, it's kind of yeah. It has there has to be. Um, a natural drive to the whole thing and i mean listen to cubans listen to new orleans guys Mm -hmm. they never push that's true never push louis armstrong um uh, for me a monumental album for that is um louis armstrong plays wc handy all right all these blueses and they do this incredible swinging at some at the end of St. Louis' blues. And um, what's the other one? Down in Louisiana. Uh, sing them low. Chante les bas. Okay. And in the end, they go... It's, yeah. it's incredible how it swings. And I mean, I just think all, these, all the gypsy jazz players should practice their rhythm playing with such an album yeah because it, it, it it would show them how much they push right okay and how much it kind of doesn't swing
0: yeah So you've got interesting views on gypsy jazz don't you
1: uh well i'm afraid i i i have some views that are quite opposite to what many other people think or want yeah um and i was yeah i shouldn't say think are right or wrong because there's no right and wrong no. there's to me there's something that kind of feels better than something else and mm-hmm. i can only say what my ideas about that is, yeah. are ah. uh, and yes i have opposite i had, very often i have uh, very personal opinions about it but then i still think listen to Django. yeah uh gypsy jazz seem to have been growing away from jungle and yeah. people are more listening to very competent players, yeah, but not to jungle. Sure, which is weird, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, because uh, it's first of all it's beautiful. Yeah, and and it's also uh, it's uh, well yeah I find it very inspiring. Definitely, the last seven years of jungle's career I find them incredibly inspiring, and. Um, uh, all the poppy kind of new things and uh, I'm, I just can't really be interested also but yeah so django yeah django is uh, for me is still the reference yes. Yeah. the example and um for tone again mm-hmm. tone timing yeah the rhythm playing behind it sometimes it's so simple and so soft
3: yeah sh- yeah
1: so- And it's fantastic. It doesn't need to be anything more. It can be, but let's first try and make that work a bit. Like, it's when people. I once had a a violin student who came and he was in this Brussels Jazz Conservatory place. And he was coming with a blues with all kinds of two, five, one thingies. You know, there's like, come on, man. A blues is just one. Seven, four, at seven, or four anyway. One, two, three, four, five. That's the basic thing of a blues. Sure. One. And if you cannot do that, why bother about diminished and half diminished mm-hmm. and what, what? What? I can't. I can't understand the the modern uh, way of teaching these things. Yeah. You have to learn. Don Ali for example, fantastic tune. But it's Indiana. Yeah. Why not first learn Indiana? Yeah. Learn it. Yeah. Learn it. Just yeah. as it is. Melody's nice melody. It's good changes. It's everything what it needs to be. And when you can play that, well, you can learn and understand the ingenuity of of that thing
0: yeah I, th- I think that like i think i mean i did study in a on a jazz course mm-hmm. and i do think that it's just it, it, I, I don't know I i did find that no one does care too much about anything before we were talking about this just earlier mm. anything before charlie parker is yes. sort of seen as just a bit of a laugh <laughs> yeah that's a pity but I think it's because we just don't we don't feel any affinity to the music here we just sort we sort of just see it as like a A lot of the time people just see it as like an exercise to become a very good musician and we don't feel like it's part of our culture
1: or what parker or
0: like just jazz I guess because in America I think from what I can what I gather like a lot of the like American jazz courses Mm. they'll be learning like the basics the 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 uh, the early jazz. They will learn about that before they learn about anything And they else. bloody well should. Well, yeah, exactly. Of but, but it's because it's sort of part of their history.
1: I mean, Django Reinhardt first played New Orleans stuff. He played yeah. uh, I'll be glad when you're done, you're asking <laughs> yeah. you. He played um, You're sweet, my sweet. I mean, um, he played um, Pfft. Yeah, after you've gone New Orleans yeah. stuff, early yeah, jazz. Sure. And then he played some swing stuff and, yeah. and, uh, and uh, made swings yeah. that are, in my opinion, like really like kind of... Uh, d- uh, <laughs> That's a swing. And then he played bebop. d'or is <laughs> 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 totally a bebop theme. Yeah. With that way of accompanying, with that way of soloing, yeah, with that sure. kind of way of making a melody, I mean, it's jazz. It has an evolution, and I, I always find it a pity when people kind of skip yeah. steps and they don't know about. But yeah. okay, well, Manush are the first. I mean, they have no idea about Louis Armstrong, about Bishop, yeah, about Coleman Hawkins, mm-hmm. about about Eddie South, about Stuff Smith. About they have no. Uh, no clue
0: yeah but that so that actually does that is actually your view on gypsy jazz isn't it is that actually django didn't play gypsy jazz django played swing
1: exactly well he played he played new orleans swing and then bebop that's what he did he played jazz and and he tried as as well as he could to evaluate with the new styles and god knows he might have played with jimi hendrix or with jim hall or or with 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 the Benny Golsoner. or do I know yeah. if he would have lived on still? Yeah. yeah. He might even have played with Coltrane.
3: Yeah, probably. And maybe not.
1: But I mean, who am I to tell? Yeah. Anyway, I mean, but but yeah, he, he it was so much more than what yeah. today gypsy jazz um, seems to become, mm-hmm. which is a it's kind of a it's an it's a nice folklore. Yeah, and I love folklore. I mean, I'm playing Transylvanian music uh, almost every day. Um, mm. And I mean, it's village music. I mean, I, 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 I love George Brassens, which is mm-hmm. very simple. So-called because it's not simple at all. But yeah. I mean, still, it, it is um, basic, essential music, yeah. essential. Everything is essential. There's no extra, not, not really needed thing to yeah. it. And that's what I really love and um, but so gypsy jazz on the other hand I mean lacks a bit of the jazz element in my Mm -hmm. opinion uh, very often and then of course there's always exceptions and um, yeah
0: I mean no I I, I know what you're saying I think it is like it is like a mixture of folk and 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 jazz really Mm -hmm. you know it is like because you have like for it to be gypsy jazz you gotta play that or gypsy jazz up and Quote, close quote you know it has, it has, has a certain to, codes yeah it has codes it has, it it's has like to, you have to play that tempo that rhythm and yeah that, that tempo. tempo there's like a these tempo changes, <laughs> these changes
1: yeah. these yeah these licks yeah yeah of course yeah, yeah. I mean, which
0: feels more like folk music I guess than, yeah than jazz a little bit yeah
1: but yeah. it's and it's also what I don't really want to do sure Yeah. even if I do it sometimes yeah maybe uh, but but it's not my my main focus yeah yeah, but yeah, well, my main focus is anyway, just learning and, and yeah. trying to use everything that I learn. That's another thing that I don't understand about. Like um, if I'm learning Greek music now yeah. or I was learning Hungarian music or Transylvanian music, how could I keep um, my jazz playing separate from that? Mm-hmm. I will keep my sep- my jazz playing separate from the Transylvanian music. Okay. But I will not keep the jazz separate from uh yeah. If you see what I so you the, won't let
0: it seep into Transylvania yeah. music, but you won't let jazz seep into Transylvania music. Exactly, but, but I will let
1: Transylvanian music yeah. seep into my jazz playing. Yeah. Because jazz is all about improvisation, it's all about yeah. creativity, it's about yeah. how can I use what I have.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's about how can I tell a story. Yeah. And if I can tell this story and I can make it more interesting to, to, uh, by playing. Yeah. Then why would I not do it? Yeah. But I would not trans- play Transylvanian music and start doing. <laughs> <laughs> because that doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. I think, yes, I, I can imagine people wouldn't enjoy it that much. No. Of <laughs>
1: No and also I mean I am very respectful to yeah. what is not exactly my culture. Yeah. Even though uh, Transylvanian musicians seem to say that I'm I'm a very good player and yeah. and the Greeks are is, is the same and I I'm just very lucky. And yeah. I can just be very grateful um that that seems to be the case and I can only hope that they're not um, being polite. Yeah. Um but so yeah, I don't want to touch those. I don't want to change those things because yeah. it's not mine to do. Uh-huh. Uh, but jazz is yeah. all about how what can you actually add to this thing? Yeah. How can you? Yeah. Django changed jazz. Yeah, a yeah. part of jazz. Louis yeah. Armstrong changed jazz in his way. Yeah, Jelly Roll. Every every one actually does it, and it's only down to how many people. Really listen to it and try to learn from it, which makes them, yeah who, yeah, who does something that really changes it. Also, recording changed a lot. Yeah. they wouldn't have had recordings, well, music would sound so differently today. Yeah. We have no idea. We couldn't even imagine how different it would be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, so um, do you have, a, like, do you have a routine? are you someone who has a routine or do you uh...
1: not enough maybe but a little bit if if i'm um if there's a period where i have the feeling that i can breathe mm-hmm. <laughs> that i can be just at home a bit and yeah. cook some meal and and, and have a bit of free time uh my routine would be morning starting to play yeah a um, bit of warming up scales uh not too long but But, but but intensively, like with focus and slow, a lot of low uh, long bowing, uh, four octave scales, and a lot of double stop work. Mm -hmm. I'm a a huge believer of double stops. Yeah, all kinds of double stops. Yeah, fifths. I mean, even fifths. Actually, that's a new discovery. Basically, yeah. So I just never thought about them, but actually, it's quite interesting to try and work them out as well. Yeah. Fourth definitely is very hard. Third is just total daily necess- necessity. Yeah. Th- sixth, same thing.
0: Yeah, I think I've taken that from you, actually, from the lesson I had with you. Yeah. That's become something that I do. And yeah, if, beautiful. Know, it, it definitely helped, it
1: helps. It helps your violin to sound as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not, not, not going into detail now, but you can make your violin play notes that you would never, that actually the instrument cannot yeah, touch. Yeah, yeah. You can, I, I'm, uh, in my theory, I can make my violin play an E flat that is lower than the low E string of the bass yeah. by half a step. Yeah. And I mean, if your instrument really starts to resonate, um, by thanks to that, you just open up a whole range to your instrument. So you you help it sound. Yeah. And you cannot do it like it's it's. Yeah, there you are. And yeah. it's a long, long search, and you have to stick, stick to it. Stick with it for a while, and it's very nice. I, lo- I really love that. Yeah. When you start feeling sh- yeah. Sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like and a crunch,
0: isn't it? Yeah. It's just suddenly goes and you're like,
1: Yeah, but it has to be, it, it still has to, be, like for example. now if I take that E here and I play it together with my A string <laughs> oh dear <laughs> and you would think it's wrong no it's not it's actually correct yeah it's correct with my G it's yeah. not correct with my A it's not yeah. the same E yeah yeah. and that's 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 uh, once you get to that level it's really interesting yeah. yeah because it's important it is not it is indeed not the same E yeah the third on C is lower than the fifth of A.
3: Yeah.
1: If your violin is tuned in normal fifths. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all. Yeah. That's that's quite a bit of my routine. Yeah. Then, so that's
0: your. That's that. You know, you you wake up, you'll do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's one of the first things I'll do for a bit. Sometimes for two hours. Sometimes for five minutes. Yeah. Sometimes not. So it's not like I'm. I'm <laughs> not. I'm not a, I'm not a, a very. Um, Rule following person. Okay. But I still like to have a bit of that routine. Mm. And definitely when I have the feeling I have a concert tonight, I have to warm up. That's definitely one of the things I will do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I also check repertoire.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. What was that tune? that? Or somebody came up with this and that. Or do I still remember this? And still remember that. Or how was the fingering? Something. There's, There's always a bit of that.
2: Yeah.
1: And there's sometimes, uh, when I'm at home, really, and I have time, I will learn a new piece and work on it. Um, I've actually discovered um, some pieces that I really needed to sit down and work on um, for the soloing, like mm-hmm. to learn how to improvise. I've because I, I um, with some of my colleagues, I used to feel a bit awkward when they would go, "Can we do a, a couple of rounds to uh, to get used to the piece?" And I just think. Well, you know the chords, don't you? Let's just just, just just play. Yeah. But then I started noticing myself that there's a couple of pieces, like for example, How About You is one of those that I worked a lot on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's it has some interesting changes and you have it's yeah. good to check how you can actually nicely go from one spot to another. Yeah. And and that uh, yeah. Giant Steps is a tune that I've been yeah. working on and enjoying, even yeah. though I might never really play it. Who knows? Yeah yeah it can um, be
0: seen as like a, a bit of a exercise can't it
1: yes but it's beautiful yeah it's actually if it if you, if you don't do it fast and slowly yeah. and just check nice you can really find nice l- lines and yeah nice interferences from one chord to another it's nice yeah it's, it's interesting sure um I, I don't know yeah so that's that's another part of the of the the job mm-hmm. uh, repertoire because yeah I'm also dealing with Still with the Hungarian stuff, so yeah, suddenly sure. I just like, oh yeah, true. I'm also playing. It's like when I was in Calotaşeg in Transylvania um, fifteen years ago, and I was really emerged into yeah. that Transylvanian music. After ten days, somebody came to me and said, "Hey, I heard that you play jazz. Right? Can you play?" And I was like, "Uh." uh Oh, yeah, oh yeah, that's true actually, I do, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you can of course, at a certain point, you get so emerged in something into totally. something I have that with Greek music or I can have that with jazz as well when I'm playing with Dave Kelby and yeah and and Sebastian, and we're listening to 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 all this beautiful old stuff and recordings, yeah. and we're playing every night, so, I think, oh yeah, there's this Kalotasek thing, what is yeah. that again What's that yeah. So yeah, there's... Um,
0: you can't give your all to everything all the time, can you? You no. have to sort of split between everything.
1: Yeah, and you have to, to also really take the time to get deeply involved with something. Yeah. You cannot yeah. just do everything every day a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but I really liked Liana's comment uh, on one of her students, like, why would you actually work three hours of technique? Okay. If you' learn repertoire mm-hmm. the technique is in there yeah it is if you if you I mean and of course if you're a classical player then then even more I mean if you you just learn one piece by Paganini and there's all yeah. millions of arpeggios and scales and stuff in there yeah learn a Bach thing and there's millions of double stops so you don't have to actually sit down and do technique for hours yeah but if you're working on a piece, Because, I mean, it's very important. What I want to say is that I sometimes notice people coming to my place and they would have worked for, like... Yeah? Stop the recording. Oh, no. Hello. Are you still recording? Yeah, don't worry.
4: Sorry.
0: Don't (laughs) Don't worry. worry. How are you doing? Not too bad. Very well.
4: Uh, Well, food is ready for whenever you
0: okay okay well we've got one point that is gonna make and then i think we can wrap it up yeah i think we're in five five
1: ten minutes we'll be oh. done
0: Perfect. cool man thanks let's carry on
1: yeah what was it again
0: we've got a cat in here now though
1: hello bye. oh now i know her hmm. no
0: no she's disappeared that's a very nice looking cat that's cats though, isn't it? They come into a room yeah, and then yeah. they get locked in the room and then they get angry that they've been locked in the room.
1: Yeah, they like, but she likes this room. <laughs> it's kind of a bit her room. Anyway, what was I saying?
0: You were saying?
1: Technique? You were saying? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, sometimes some students or even colleagues actually would come into my place and we would start playing and I noticed that they have been working for a month. On, yeah. on a piece yeah and that's very well and then they could go into the studio and record it and that would be very well and all that but I would go like do you remember um, this creepy school thing that we did and they would, oh yeah oh yeah how was that again I cannot imagine that
3: right okay if
1: you're a musician and you want to be a musician yeah you have to be able to have all that stuff in your head yeah so it's also your duty to check your repertoire, to check yeah. that you know the B part of this tune, still that you remember that tune as well. Yeah. Because tonight you're going to stand up, play, and you cannot only play that tune that you have been working on for a month. Yeah, sure. So that's, it's very important that the repertoire is big. Yeah. Because that's also how you learn how to use ornaments, chord changes. It's not only by learning a tune and then try to... No, it's by learning a tune and you learn another one and another one and another And, another, and, yeah, and then yeah. suddenly you realize, oh yeah, this is actually the same like that and, yeah. that. and actually, this tune is a bit like this one. But if i And um, that's why Liana also said to her student don't spend four hours on technique. Yeah. Spend these four hours on learning repertoire yeah. because you'll need it. Because yeah. you'll, you, they, you will, they will ask you to play this and that. And yeah. you cannot then say, oh, give me three months to learn this piece. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, that, that, uh,
0: there you are. That cat wants to get out of the room.
2: <laughs> fickle.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah. I uh, I I agree with you there. The thing is, though, with jazz, you know, if you if you're spending most of your time trying to play like jazz, yep. then the repertoire isn't going to help you with your technique. That's the on- like unless you're learning bop heads and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, that's the only thing that maybe uh, And you know,
1: th- that's true and that's also why I also spend every day yeah a, a certain amount of time with technique yeah and definitely technique that i will never really even use in Yeah, times. sure like f- five octave scales is it five <laughs> or is it four what is it one two three well, one two three four <laughs> i one, mean, i've heard four. you
0: play probably five octaves <laughs> no no a no four four i've four, heard you play four, four octaves four. in a solo for sure One
1: wow, no three yes three yes definitely <laughs> but i would say start with just first position learn yeah. everything that you can in yeah. first position yeah and learn all the accompaniments on g and d string yeah because it doesn't make any sense to kind of do that on yeah. a and e yeah that's not accompanying. Yeah. that can be coloring and it's yeah. also good if you can do that yeah but first you want to just learn one thing and then you will do another and another later so yeah. yeah 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 mm-hmm. should we wrap it up well, I think, I hope you have yeah. things that you like. Totally. With nice it. one. Nice one. Thanks, Beautiful. Chad. No worries. Great. great pleasure. Great pleasure. <laughs> pleasure.
0: You've been listening to the Jazz Violin Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. You were listening to Charlin and me, Matt Holborn. Um, we are on Podbean, the uh, uh the podcast app podbean and you can find us at jazzviolin.podbean.com you can find links to that www.mattholborn.com and we're going to be back next month with another guest yet to be announced i hope you've enjoyed it please come again